Hello and welcome back to another Euro Trips Across the Pod NFL podcast. For this episode, we are bringing you TalkSport's Tony Afoki, who is talking all things Denver Broncos ahead of their 2022 campaign. Hope you enjoy it. Let's get into it. Hello and welcome back to Eurotrips Across the Pod NFL podcast. We're here for another one of our season previews and this is our 19th season preview so far and this time it's a turn of the Denver Broncos and with me I've got a first time guest on the podcast on the show. I've got with me Talk Sports Tony Afoke. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. Glad to have you on. It's good to have someone. I was saying to you before chat, I was really struggling to find a Broncos fan to come on the podcast. And when I came across yourself and that you were a Broncos fan, um, through your podcast with George on sports, we've been on this podcast many a time, I thought, get you in. So it's good to have you on. Oh, th- thank you for having me, man. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, looking forward to chatting. I mean, fast forward a year, it's a much different proposition. But before we do that and chat all Broncos, we'd like to ask every new guest to the NFL podcast why they support the teams they do. So, Tony, what made you a Broncos fan? Funny story, actually. So um, I think most uh, English people or British people, when we become like NFL fans, we would just pick a team or we were playing Madden, right? So mine was me and my brother. We were playing Madden 04. And, wow, okay. Um, so he was he was picking a team. He picked the Patriots and he's been a Patriots fan ever since. So obviously <sighs> he had a good life. So I, I have to hate the Patriots. And I was just like, what team should I be? And um, as a kid, my favourite animal was a horse. So I was just scrolling through. I saw that logo and I was just hooked. And I said, yep, they're the Broncos. I'm going to support them. And I've been supporting them ever since. And that's literally how I became a Broncos fan. Oh, well, that's quite a unique story because most people I know, they either, you know, their first game was Super Bowl and a team they watched were involved. Or sometimes it's like myself, maybe on holiday as a family or just on your own or something. And the occasional person says because they like the colour. But I've not seen anyone who's based their team based on an animal or what the logo is. So that's quite a unique story. That's our first, we've had a few people on the podcast who've said different things, but not anyone who's mentioned the badge. So that's, that's quite unique. Yeah, I, I don't know why I was drawn to it. Like, yeah. obviously, it was my favorite animal. So I was just like, you know what, I'm just going to select the Denver Broncos and I'm just going to support yeah. them. And that's literally, yeah, I've been a Denver Broncos fan. Do you know, I actually, um, Rob, I actually am not a big horse fan. I think I had a bad experience when I was a kid. I've never really been a big fan ever since of horses. So I think if that was me, I'd be nowhere near being a Broncos fan for that reason alone. <laughs> you know, what's weird is that, I don't know, as a kid, the horses were my favourite animal. I don't know why, because one, I've never re- like gone on a horse and I don't ever plan on going on one. Well, I don't know. It was just my favourite animal. I, 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 I didn't even have an obsession. I just thought they were cool. I just thought they were cool animals. Yeah. And then I based my NFL team around them. So yeah, big, big up the horses. I will say, actually, I think, can I first start watching it or knowing more about it in sort of the Tim Tebow era? And I think if I hadn't gone to Florida on a holiday and I hadn't picked a team already, I could have easily watched that run and really fall in love with the team. So I think they were almost one of my teams in that sense. But I think the fact that I'd been to Florida on holiday, just that was the reason why for me. But um, in terms of yourself as well, um, obviously you do work, so maybe a bit different to other guests. Um, you work sort of in the media. But in terms of watching the NFL, how does your normal NFL Sunday look? Are you a red zone person? Are you game pass? Are you Sky Sports? How do you normally watch the NFL on your Sundays? 
Well, being a Broncos fan, like the most recent years, we're barely on prime time. I'll, I'll quickly catch a Thursday night football. So I have Red Zone on. Like I'm not like I have Red Zone on because I always like to watch other teams, and I just love the NFL. Mm. But, uh, Broncos. Um, if I'm watching the Broncos game, I'm just watching it on my phone on like some random stream or anything, and that's literally how I'm watching the Broncos. Like because no one Sky Sports are not going to show the Broncos that like, on the road to Carolina, are they? So like I have to find <laughs> a random stream and. Um, and that's literally it. That's so. That's how I follow the Broncos. Like I always have the. Um, I don't like watching the Broncos on on Red Zone because it's just like I need to. I need to see every play. I need to see what's going on. And it's. I think that's what you do when you love your team, right? So I'll have Red Zone for everyone else. But when it's the Broncos game, I'm, I'm watching it by or watching it like it's glued to the screen and hoping for the best. Or if well, recently just hoping not to get battered. But yeah. <laughs> well, times are different now. Um, a quick side note, actually. You were actually, I believe, from your Instagram, you were at the Women's Euros final yesterday. Is that right? Yes, I was. Yes, I was. How was that, Matt? It was oh, amazing. Absolutely amazing. It was It was nice. I was literally um, telling my mum like a couple of minutes ago, which was nice to witness history. And mm. I was lucky enough to uh, work across the tournament and uh, being there in the final and actually watching England win something for the first time ever. Like it's, it's something I get to tell my kids, right? Because unless we, <laughs> unless the men's do something, I don't see us winning anything anytime soon. So it's and listen, it's the first trophy since '66. So we're not really used to trophies as big as we are, a football nation, and we kind of invented the game. We're not really used to I mean, mm. trophies. It was, it was nice for everyone and the whole country. Well, of course, me being Welsh, I'm just fully expecting never ever got any hope going to any <laughs> sort of major tournaments. It's my first World Cup ever seeing Wales in coming up. So. Yeah. Um, Thing that Euros 2016 was, I think, as good as it ever going to get for us. I think that Euros is just the all-time high. And I don't think that will be topped. That tournament when we got lost to Portugal in the end, that was just for me. That was an all-time international highlight. But obviously, it's different for you guys because you've also got you've won it before the World Cup. You've got that expectation, and of course, now you've made the final of the Euros last year. I think you guys are going to go into this tournament with so much more expectation, and I think you'll be down as one of the favourites. Yeah, I'm, we we literally are, but I'm I'm not. I'm only saying this because um, like we obviously made the final, we made the semi-finals in the uh, previous World Cups, but I'm not optimistic about England's chances this year. And this is not to do with England. It's just because if you actually just look at the tournaments, we kind of got an easy ride mm. with the, the World Cup. We got an, an easy draw, and then in the Euros again, other than being Germany in the round of sixteen, kind of got an easy draw, and we kind of. Those were games we expect England to win. I just don't think if we if it comes to it, like in this uh, World Cup coming up in the winter, if we get a hard draw or a big team in the round of sixteen, like we could easily be out. So it's um, I don't think England are going to get as many easy rides as we've got over the past two tournaments. So I don't expect. I'm not one of those people that oh we've been in a semi final, been in the final, now we have to win it. So I'm just hoping for the best, you know. Yeah, I mean, look at obviously their run. We are going off topic here, but you will um, obviously the run in terms of the World Cup and the Euros. You had, um, was it Colombia, Sweden, Croatia, and then an aging Germany side? Was it Ukraine? And then it was Denmark. So I think, and obviously Italy in the final. I think that is, you couldn't ask for a much easier run than that, really, to get to a final and a semi final, really. So I think, you know, put them up against Brazil, France, obviously Italy as well. I think that. They may struggle, but you never know. You never know. Yeah, exactly. But heading back to NFL and the Denver Broncos, the off-season so far, main ins, of course, Russell Wilson and Randy Gregory. 
part of the Wilson trade saw players such as Noah Fant, Drew Locke and Shelby Harris all depart as part of the trade. Other players that are left include Bryce Callahan, Teddy Bridgewater and Kyle Fuller. And he also re-signed Melvin Gordon and Kareem Jackson, as well as drafting in the second round, Nick Benito, the linebacker, and then in the third round, Greg Dolchich, the tight end. So as a Broncos fan, Tony, how have you found the off-season as a whole? Uh, this is one of my best off-seasons I've noticed in a, in a long time. Like, um, being a Broncos fan over the past couple of years has been hard. Like, we've, we obviously won it in uh, 2016 and then just haven't made the playoffs since. And the off-season has just always been, like, that moment of hope. Like, who are we going to draft? And if you look at our draft history, we're not really great. Like, we don't really draft well. As much as I love... Um, what's his name? I forgot his name now. John Elway? John Elway. Yes, that man. Mr. Elway. I don't know how I've got our, our greatest quarterback ever. Um, yeah, <laughs> John, John Elway is not really good at drafting, as as we all know. So I'm glad George Payton, obviously we had a good draft pick in Pat Satan last, uh, last year. And this year we didn't, we didn't bother really draft. We obviously got Russell Wilson. So I'm really looking forward to this season as a whole, because I feel like we've sorted out our biggest need, which was quarterback. I've always said the Denver Broncos have been a really good team and we're a quarterback away from contending. Now we have a quarterback. It's just all about putting that team together and seeing how we go. Do you think that obviously there, are, there will be comparisons made between the Buccaneers when they got Brady being a quarterback away, the Rams the following year getting Stafford in being a real quarterback away, and the comparisons are going to be there now with yourselves being a quarterback away, getting Russell Wilson in. But do you think that the Rams sort of and the Buccaneers their tactics in terms of giving away tra- draft picks, you know, getting elite base? Do you think that's going to change the entire market in terms of the? the draft in terms of the free agency. Do you reckon that's going to completely change the whole landscape of it all now? I I think so. We we see this domino effect in the NFL. We see it with um, with the way teams win and with uh, players and contracts. So, for instance, obviously, like, who's the... I think it was the Rams that said, F them picks, you know? And now we start yeah. doing it. You know what I mean? So, really and truly, I honestly, if you see success, you'll go for it. They they got rid of how many picks Matthew Stafford and then got a Super Bowl out of it. Uh, the Buccaneers did it with Tom Brady as well. And now we're trying to do it. We I just saw um, Russell Wilson on his cleats the other day saying, uh, the fourth, like, you try, we're, we're trying to go for a championship right now. So, we're trying to use that model. And I feel like if we get success for it, a lot of teams that are maybe feel like they're a quarterback away are going to get rid of their future. Well, not get rid of their future, but get rid of them picks for short-term success. And if it's worked so far, why why stop it? Yeah, and do you think that as well, obviously, do you think it's going to be a lot harder for yourself to replicate that? Because in the NFC, like the Rams and the Bucks, you've got the Packers and them two, and that's really it. Maybe the Cowboys this year, but last year even. But obviously the AFC, you've got so many good teams. You've got the Bills, the Ravens, the Bengals the Chiefs, to hold that division you're in. And I think that, do you think that's going to make it even harder for you guys to do what they've done because of the fact that there's so much more competition in that conference? Yeah, 100%. I think if we were an NFC team, I would, well, before Julio Jones went to the Bucks, I was, if we were an NFC team, I would be saying, yeah, we're, we're Super Bowl, we're Super Bowl bound, but the AFC is ridiculous. The AFC West is mm. a ridiculous. The amount of uh, things that have happened in this division, unfortunately, it's always been one of the hardest divisions in football. But now it's just got harder and at least we've gotten better. But I look at that division and I see, and I feel like we could lose every single one of our divisional games, which mm. no, which only 
teams like the Jags she would say that. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so like, and that's not because we're a bad team. I don't think we're the worst team in our division, but our division is just so stacked right now. The Chargers have got better. The Raiders have got better. The Chiefs have actually got worse. So now I couldn't tell you who's going to win that division. As a fan, I want to say us, but I still feel like it's the Chiefs division to lose as, as long as Patrick Mahomes is on the centre. Yeah, and of course they've won, what's it, six, seven divisions in a row now. I know they lost Tyree Kill, much to my benefit, but I think um, Juju Smith, I think he can, obviously he's had his whole career playing for a, an ageing Roethlisberger. So I think now, I think he's set for a real bounce back year. I think he's going to be, he's going to be the main guy, if not number two um, receiver in Kansas City. And I think he's going to be so much more proved playing with a quarterback 10 times better than Roethlisberger was in that last three years. So, I think that division, the Raiders, for me, are probably the worst of the four right now. But even them, I think they'd win half of those divisions in the NFL, if not more. But the fact they're in such a hard division, um, I think they will they may well be the team that finishes fourth. But I think they'll still have nine, ten wins, personally. Yeah, literally, I feel like every single team in that AFC West should be getting mm-hmm. nine, nine wins, or even over ten. Um with the Raiders, I, I, I don't even want to say they're the worst because they made the playoffs, mm. right? And, and, I was, and I was saying this on George uh, George um, George's uh, podcast where I was saying, because everyone, I think, especially as a Broncos fan, everyone loves the Chargers, right? And I said this on my podcast and everyone's like, yeah, the Chargers are going to make the playoffs. I think it was week three when uh, Justin Herbert and the Chargers went to Arrowhead and beat Mahomes at Arrowhead. Mm-hmm. And everyone was like, yeah, the Chargers are going to make the playoffs and like as a Broncos fan, we play the Chargers twice a year, right? I I watch these guys. I know what the Chargers are like, and I, I was like, the Chargers are not that good. I think they're the most overrated team, and overrated doesn't. Wow. Mean, okay. Overrated doesn't mean bad because I, I need to explain. Overrated. <laughs> I don't think the Chargers are a bad team. I feel like yeah. people just think they're better than what they are. And the same with Justin Herbert. Like I've seen him in top ten quarterback. Um, people saying he's a top ten quarterback, and I think that's ridiculous. I feel like he probably will be at the end of this year but I don't think I don't think you could put someone as a top 10 quarterback that hasn't played a playoff game yet I think that's ridiculous it doesn't make sense because he had a chance to make the playoffs and he lost to the Raiders so as much as I as I think he's a really good player and I watched Justin Herbert when he was at Oregon as well and I thought he was a really good player and I, was, I remember he had that Big Ten championship game and his draft stock just went up mm. and I think he's a really good really good quarterback and he will be a top 10 quarterback probably by the end of this year but mm. I think it's weird that you um, haven't played a playoff game yet and people are putting you as the top 10. I saw someone say that he's a better quarterback than Russell Wilson. And I was thinking, this is ridiculous. That won how many championships? Well, a championship at least. Yeah. And you're you're telling the guy that just because he's breaking a couple of rookie records that he's a better quarterback. But I think that's just, there's so many narratives with the AFC West. Like, you just don't know mm-hmm. what's going to happen. Like, I can't even, as a fan, I can't even say that we're going to win it. I want us to win it, obviously, but I just I, I don't will. Yeah, we actually had a uh, quarterback ranking episode um, about, honestly, two months ago, a month ago, I want to say, with uh, Sam Moores, and I had Herbert seventh, I believe. I've actually forgotten my list now, but I believe he was seventh on my list. Um, but I do I do rate the Chargers personally. I really like Brandon Staley. I like what he's done. Don't agree maybe sometimes with his aggressiveness in terms of always going for it on fourth down, but I think... I like they, they brought in now JC Jackson and Khalil Mack, even though Mack is probably aging to get Jackson in is a brilliant addition. And then Austin Eckler was brilliant last year. But I think that, you know, again, they could easily not make it because of that division, I think 
say in the NFC East, the AFC South, uh, maybe even the NFC South as a second team. I think they'd be playoff automatically. I think it's just that division. All the teams are playing each other. They're all going to sort of, you'd assume, all beat each other throughout the whole course of the season. So I think it's going to be really interesting. Those games, especially those division games, are going to be something else I'm looking forward. I'm actually going to one of them, which would be amazing to go to. But I think, um, yeah, I think those games are all going to be Bonkers. You mentioned before about not being on Sky. I think the Broncos now are going to be on Sky yeah, at least four, some... five, six times a season. <laughs> yeah, this is, that's what I said. I'm so excited for the season because I'm I now, I don't, I don't have to find my um, Broncos games on like some dodgy stream now or like NFL streams. And I now have to be like, <laughs> cool, they're going to be in prime time, which, which is good because I think the Broncos are a really good team. And one thing, I think obviously there's a bit of bias because I'm a Broncos fan. I probably watch every snap of every play or whatever. But I've always, we go against good teams and I'm like, we're just a quarterback away. We're just a quarterback away. Or we lose to teams, playoff teams that we're losing by one possession. And, and we saw a massive jump. I feel like from obviously Drew Lock being our quarterback and then Teddy Bridgewater coming in last season, even though we were seven and 10, there was a lot of games we lost to one possession games, right? And Teddy, Teddy B, he's a good quarterback. I saw him go six and over the Saints at one stage of his career. So I'm not mm-hmm. saying he's a back back but he's a check down guy he's not he's the guy for the next guy do you know what i mean he's not that guy so but we were still seven and ten so i really russell wilson the gap between russell wilson and teddy bridgewater is another level right so i i honestly expect 10 wins something like that yeah but it depends because I, I feel like we could lose every single one of our games. <laughs> so I, I really don't. I, I want to say ten wins. I want to put my stick my neck out and say that we will finally break our Chiefs curse and beat them. I, I'm not sure if we'll be at a uh, mile high or if we'll be at Arrowhead, but mm. we have to be. I think I think it's like 14 times in a row they beat us now. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So we. I I, I want to stick my neck out and get. I'm saying Russell Wilson will get because the Chiefs defense isn't that good. Right, it's 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 not that good, and 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 they've lost Honey Badger as well. Mm. So that is so that's why I feel like the Chiefs have got worse. Obviously, Juju Smith is still um, a good addition. Obviously, after losing Tyreek, but out of everyone in that division getting better, the Chiefs have kind of gone down. So Mm. it's like getting closer. Yeah, (laughs) as Holmes is still there, I still feel like he's he's going to win that division because he's just Patrick Mahomes. He's the best quarterback in the game, but. With that defense and everyone else improving, because Denver have a really good defense. Our defense kept us in so many games, and I and I I, I want to say our defense has got better. I know we lost Von Miller to the Bills, but Von was practically he started had three good games and he was injured. So obviously getting Randy Gregory in, getting Kawan Williams, we have a good secondary. I honestly feel like. With Russell Wilson and the center, we can. I, I want to say we can go all the way, but then I, then I don't even think we'll win our division. It's just so I just don't know. It's the, it's the AFC West is really is really hurting my predictions because if he wasn't in the division, I would really say we can go all the way with the team. But it's just we're just in a mad division. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to your predictions later on for each game. I mean, the end of the season is pretty brutal from week 13 onwards. It's a pretty tough schedule, so I'm looking forward to seeing what you give overall for your team. <laughs> But I want to ask you about what your thoughts are on the wide receivers because um, going back to the comparisons between the Matt Stafford and Tom Brady thing, of course, um, when Tom Brady came in, Mike, God, Mike um, Evans and Chris Godwin both already had a 1,000-yard seasons before he joined. 
Um, but in terms of your wide receivers, Tim Patrick, looking at his stats, he's never had more than 750 yards. Sutton's had one 1,000-yard season. Apart from that, it's never been more than 800. And then Jerry Judy's, his best has been 8.56 with only three touchdowns. So in terms of, obviously, everyone thinks that was Russell Wilson there now. He's going to immediately improve the offense, which I think he will. But what are your thoughts on the wide receivers? Because me personally, not watching them week in, week out, I don't think they've been anything special in my eyes, but I don't know what you think, um, someone who watches them more often. I feel like we have a really good wide receiving core. Obviously a bit biased, but Jerry Judy, Jerry Judy I think he's an elite route runner. And you're out, with wide receivers, you're only as good as your quarterback. I'm going to say you're only as good as your quarterback, but you can only get yards if you have a good quarterback, right? Mm. So obviously with Teddy Bridgewater, who was a check down quarterback, he never really made those deep throws a lot to Colin Sutton because Colin Sutton's a massive guy. If you're getting one-on-one and using single coverage, more time he's going he's gonna to get that. We saw it in the we saw it in the Dallas game where we went to Jerry World and randomly beat Dallas, which was kind of cool last season. And we saw it. Um, there was one touchdown he had against the Steelers, I want to say, but that was because we were down by like two possessions, and instead of like just throwing for the checks down, Teddy actually had to go for it. So now we have a quarterback like that, which Russell Wilson can do. We know Russell Wilson has that deep ball. We saw it how many times in Seattle when he was throwing to Tyler Lockett. And one thing, I think one person that's gone under the radar is um, KJ Hamler, who we drafted a couple of seasons ago. He is ridiculously fast. I think he's going to be a really good slot receiver for us. And I feel like he's going to have that connection that he had with Tyler Lockett. You know, Tyler Lockett always used to just run that deep route. And yeah, time, yeah, yeah. Found him. And I feel like that's literally that's literally going to be KJ Hamler. Jerry Judy, Jerry Judy's elite route runner. I, I'm not sure if Timmy P still has that record of not dropping the ball. I feel like I feel like there was a, throughout the last season he hadn't dropped the ball in like how many in all of his catches just never dropped the ball, but um, I'm not sure if he still has it now. But I'm just looking at we have really four good receivers, uh, tight end wise. Albert O, I think he's decent. I do miss Noah Fant, like, but if someone told me I had to get rid of Noah Fant for Russell Wilson, I'm not going to be stupid. So I do miss uh, Noah Fant, but this is a time for Albert O to step up. And obviously our running game as well. We got that one-two punch with Melvin Gordon and um, Javante Williams. So I really, the Broncos offense for that first time is stacked because now we have a quarterback that can utilize these people. And I feel like people are now going to realize, well, outside of the Broncos fans, people are going to realize just how good these, excuse me, just how good these receivers really are. Yeah, I I think you you could be right there. I think that, um, you know, I think they always say that quote, isn't it? That, um, he can't be there. What's it? It's um. I've actually there was a quote about basically implying that wide receivers, basically what you were saying, about the fact that wide receivers are as good as their quarterback is, and the quarterbacks are only good if they're. I've actually forgotten the quote, so I do apologise. But there was something I heard about basically they were emphasising the fact that wide receivers basically are made by the quarterback and stuff like that. But um, talking of new arrivals, you mentioned new arrivals earlier on. Um, the one other one has been not player-wise but coaching-wise with new head coach Nathaniel Hackett who of course replaces the fired Vic Fangio he was the offensive coordinator for the Packers the last two years which everyone knows was the two years where Rodgers won back-to-back MVPs in terms of having a new head coach how are you feeling about this new head coach going into the season? This is the thing that's going to change the Broncos culture because Vic Fangio was the devil. Now he wasn't the devil, but I I like defensive coaches. 
and the Broncos have had a really good defense. And going up against a Vic Fangio defense was hard, as many people, well, many teams that played us will tell you. But if you have a quarterback like Russell Wilson and you have a defensive coach, it doesn't really work. And what I like about offensive coaches like your Sean McVay's, your um, Andy Reid's, is that they're always just innovative and they're always really good for the quarterback. And if they have a really good quarterback, they're going to play to the quarterback's needs. And we were so... I can name so many times last season where we just made the wrong play or just the wrong thing to do at that time. And that was down to Pat Shermer and Vic Fangio just being idiots. It was, no, it was a Washington game. Ah, if if anyone has time and anyone listen to this, go and watch how we won the Washington game. We played Washington at mile higher. I think we won by like a point. I think it was like 17-16. And we have possession of the ball with like a minute to go, right? Just kneel, run the ball, kneel, whatever. Um, I I want to say Melvin Gordon fumbled it. No, did we go for a fall? Like Melvin Gordon fumbled it. And it was just the wrong play call. And I was just thinking, ah, oh, these Denver Broncos are going to kill me. And we only won the game because our defense and we were going up against, um, who's Washington's quarterback? Yeah, the Heineke was it at the time? It was Heineke. Yeah, it was Heineke. So thank God we were going up it was Taylor Heineke against our defense because if that was any other quarterback, they, we've just given them a chance to win the game. Like it was the most ridiculous play call. And I was like, this guy has to go. But Nathaniel Hackett, obviously, we know what he's done with Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers. I'm not going to say Russell Wilson isn't Aaron Rodgers, but we're going to let Russell Wilson play to his needs. And the news that coming out the other day that we're going to tailor the offense around Russell Wilson, which I know that sounds really like basic, but there's an, in the NFL, there's not many teams that tailor that play to their quarterback's needs. Like your quarterback's your most important position. And sometimes sometimes teams are played to the needs. We saw it at the end of um Russell Wilson's career at Seattle. Like the trust between him and Pete Carroll, because Pete Carroll was just leading a boom, defensive mind, running gun, and unless I'm gonna throw in the two-yard line in the Super Bowl. But it got to a stage where Russell Wilson, we all know how the what how to get the best out of Russell Wilson. He likes to scramble out of the pocket. He can make those throws. Let Russ cook, right? But Pete Carroll was not like that. So I, I'm really excited for Nathaniel Hackett and um, Jason Outen as well, just to come in and just let Russ cook. And as I said, with that receiving core the other day, the Broncos offense is going to be a completely changed offense than what we've seen. Yeah, and Russell Wilson, looking at his stats here from last season, he had played 14 games through for just over 3,000 yards. 25 touchdowns, just six interceptions. Now that is under a coach where they they sort of broke down in relationship, you know, run first off, run first coach, and he missed games of injury. So imagine what you can do playing a full season with a coach that's more suited to his needs and imagine what you can do with it. I mean, this is, this is apparently his bad season, having six interceptions and 25 touchdowns. I'm just thinking, imagine what you can do with a coach that actually will play to his needs and, and let him cook, to excuse the pun. So I think... There's a lot to be excited about with Denver Broncos. I, I do think they could, I think they'll make the playoffs, I think, without doubt. It's just whether, how far they'll go, who knows. No, honestly, I, I'm so excited because I've always said our defence keeps us in games. Now our defence doesn't have to keep us in games. We have a quarterback that I believe with two minutes to go, he can go down and hit that two-minute drill and we can go for it now. So I'm really excited. And I, there's so many things changing in Broncos, obviously, like new owners. There's just a whole culture, and like we're starting to talk about championships again and stuff like that. Like it's proper, it's probably getting me gas. And I'm thinking, yes, like I've been waiting for this because 
The last time I was in the playoffs, the last time we were in the playoffs, we won it, right? We won the Super Bowl. Yeah. We just haven't made it since, even though we started six and zero that next season. But that was Brock Osweiler, and I don't want to get into Brock Osweiler. I'm honestly, <laughs> oh no, it wasn't Brock Osweiler. It was um, oh, who's that guy? He went to someone gave him a deal. It's really gonna bug me now. Um, I know they had, they had um, obviously at one point, um, Paxton Lynch, who was terrible. I think it might have been Osweiler. I know Osweiler got a deal with the Texans, um, I think, after leaving the Broncos, but I can't think who that was. It was Brock Os- after Brock Osweiler. Who did we have? It's going to really bug me because I can see his face and it's really bugging <laughs> me. Um, uh, and then he went to. Did he go to Washington after? It's really going to bug me now. It's going to get on to the Wikipedia, actually. Um, Trevor Simeon. Trevor Simeon. Simeon, oh my goodness. How did I forget <laughs> Trevor Simeon? Yes, we were. I think, yeah, I think we were supposed to know with Trevor Simeon. Yeah, wow. it, was, it was. So I'm honestly excited for, as a Broncos fan. I, I feel like we've got still got a good defense. We've got a young defense as well, which is good. I'm excited. We've got a new um, defensive coordinator as well. Like, just so many changes are happening. I'm just really excited for the season coming ahead. Now we are on to the final segment of our podcast, which, as you know by now, we'll be asking the fan of the show to give their predictions for every game, whether they think it's a win, loss or tie. So week one is one of the games to watch at Seattle Seahawks. Because Russell Wilson, his first game for you guys will be against his old team. Win, loss or tie? Oh, definite win. Definitely. Yeah. One to know. One to know. <laughs> uh, week two gets easier as well with a home game against the Houston Texans. Definite win. Two and I. That's not. I mean, someone gives you start of the year Seattle and the Houston Texans and their current states. I mean, that is as good as you can ask for, really. But I say that we started three and zero last season because we had the Jags, the who do we have? The Jets, the Jags. And I want to say another bad team. I think a bad team, really bad team in the NFL. I mean, the, the Jets, Jets, Jags alone. That Giants. is that's Jag Giants. That's how we. Giants. Wow, that is a, that is an amazing start yeah. to the year. I mean, that's brilliant. That is. <laughs> I think most teams would kill for that sort of start to the year. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, week three gets harder now. A home game against the San Francisco 49ers. I want to. I'm saying win. And the reason I'm saying win is because we're gonna we go up against a practically a rookie quarterback in Trey Lance. Uh, obviously, Debo resigned, and the 49ers are still a very good team. But I'm gonna say a win. Trey Lance versus Russell Wilson. Give me Russell Wilson. So yeah, three and zero start. And then week four is a road game to Vegas when you play the Raiders. You know what? No, win. I, I, I need to beat the Raiders. I don't think we're going to start four and zero, but I'm, I'm looking at it now against the Ra- against the Raiders. We should beat them at that stadium, so I'm going for a win. Yeah, I think you could. I think that I don't know. I think you might do that. Um, week five at home to the Indianapolis Colts. That's a win. Win. Okay, five and zero start. Um, week six. Well, here we go. Division game. Against a team you called overrated in the Los Angeles Chargers. Is that at Mile High or is it at SoFi? It has it at the SoFi Stadium. Uh, I'll. I don't want to say we're going to go six and zero, so I'll say I'll say a no. I'll say a loss. 
Okay. Week seven gets much easier now with a home game against the New York Giants. Yeah, definitely win. And then next up is in London as you play the Jacksonville Jaguars. Definitely win. Will we go into that game? Yes, I am. Yes, I am. Or how do you so. find how do you find a tick getting tickets? I know there's a whole whole mess or whole social media. There was a lot of talk about the tickets for the Tottenham games at least. Was it easier to get yeah, tickets for Wembley? Um well I didn't get I didn't get um a ticket. I'm gonna go with work. So Ah, uh, okay. So, so I get to go to work, so it'll be great. So because I didn't want to, I, I to be fair, I was thinking about do I want to experience it as a fan, and I kind of do, but because tickets were so hard, and I was just like, okay, it's time, it's time to use the work card and go with work. So at least yeah. I still get to go to the Broncos, right? Exactly. Yeah, and it's whether you'll probably have to wear probably I imagine you'll have to wear some sort of shirt rather than like a shirt shirt rather than a jersey, but um, still cool. Yeah, it's I still get to watch it at the end of the day. That's what it's about. Yeah. Definitely. And then week nine is a bike. So week 10 on the road to the Tennessee Titans. See, I feel like we can beat the Titans, but because it's week 10 and I doubt we're going to have one loss by week 10. Mm. I'm going to say an L. But again, I don't rate Ryan Tannehill. I rate the Titans. I just don't rate Ryan Tannehill. I think Mike Vrabel for me is so underrated as a coach. He's sort of yeah. quite old school, uh, but I think he's what he's done with that team has been brilliant. I do think losing AJ Brown will be a big blow. But um I did that quite high rate highly the um trade on Burks they replaced him with, but I think get him to be AJ Brown straight away it's gonna be quite hard. So I think they might be in for a bit of a what's the word? Down year before next year being back to being who we know them as. Um, week 11 you play the Raiders this time at home yeah they always beat us at home so yeah now we definitely need to beat the Raiders at home okay week 12 at, on the road against the Carolina Panthers yeah that's a win yeah even with Baker Mayfield I think you're right there um, now this is where it gets tough the stretch you've got now the final six games uh, I don't think I've seen quite many schedules as hard as this down the stretch. It's quite tough. So you start off on the road to the Baltimore Ravens. I'm going to say an L. I, I'm thinking of the Raiders game, the uh, Ravens game last, last year. Mm-hmm. And we wasn't that far off, but that, this was when the Ravens, like the Ravens had a lot of injuries last year. So we can't really take. Mm-hmm. The Ravens, but they have no receivers though. This is this is the issue. Yeah, the Raiders like they have. I'll, what do I do? I want to say yes because I honestly feel like we can beat the Ravens, but I've given I've given us too many wins at the moment, <laughs> and I'm, and I need to be realistic here. I've given us way too many wins. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'm going to say L. I yeah. don't know how we're going to lose, but I'm going to say L to the Ravens. Yeah, I I think that I think they got Rashad Bateman. I think he's meant to be the guy now who will place Marquise Brown. But apart from that, who have they got really? I mean, they may Mark get some mid season. They get a one receiver and blocker and just do everything because they don't yeah. have many receivers. No, it's definitely their weak point. Um, week 14 is a home game against the Chiefs. Yeah, I'm saying win. We need to beat the Chiefs and this is how we do it. Fantastic. And then week 15. Is a another home game this time against the Arizona Cardinals. 
I really like the Cardinals. I really, I really, I think they're a really good team. I remember saying it on my podcast last season, before last season, I thought they were a team that were going to surprise everyone, and they did with that ridiculous run they went on. Um, but at home at Mile High, I feel like we beat the Cardinals. Okay, and then week sixteen is a is a away game, road game, I should say, to the Los Angeles Rams. Yeah, no, that's that's an L. I think they'll be hard to beat them to many teams this year. I think they might go back once again this year. I think they might do a repeat or at least get to the game. Um, I think they're an excellent team. Uh, week 17 is against the Chiefs on the road. Aaron. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let, me, let me be realist. They can put an L there. <laughs> so that means one game left is a home game against the Chargers. I'm going to put an L only because we would have... Um, made the playoffs by then and we're resting so so I, I expect us and I feel like the Chargers will be fighting for their lives in the playoffs this is this is my ideal scenario I feel like the Chargers are going to be fighting for their lives trying to win at mile high and actually no but if the Chargers are trying to I don't think we would play a week and see Russell Wilson won't play but I'll, I'll still say it now anyway I'll still say it now okay so that means you've got down as an 11 and 6 record which you would assume would most likely get you in the playoffs. I said 12. You know what? I said 12 and 5. So you know what? Let me quickly, yeah, let me quickly take that um that Chargers L and turn it to a W. Okay. So that and is 12 and 5. I don't I don't want that. Yeah. So 12 and 5. <laughs> 12 and 5. Okay. So you would think even more so that record would get you in the playoffs. So if you made the playoffs, how far do you think this team can go when they're in it? Um, it depends. I think the playoff atmosphere. Everyone go, going to Mile High is a really pl- tough place to go. Obviously, with the altitude and stuff like that. So it really depends. If we're on the road and we're in the wild, we probably will be in the wild card. If we're on the road, it's not going to be the same. I still don't think we're the best team in the AFC. Obviously, you've got the Bills that I feel like they're going to be the best team in the AFC. As long as we, you know what. Bills in the AFC Championship game. If we're at home, I say we win. If we're in Buffalo, then we lose. Okay, I mean, that would be a, a sort of good season. I think I know it'll be disappointing you went all that way to get Russell Wilson and not make it to the game or even win it. But I think to go from seven wins to an AFC Championship game would be would be progress. And then going into the year afterwards, I think that'll be then when you would have that expectation to go all the way and have even more pressure on you really to do that. Yeah, 100%. 100%. I'm just thinking of it's, it's you, you honestly just don't know with the Denver Broncos because mm. as a fan, we're thinking we're so we're so close to these good teams, which is a quarterback away. And now we have a quarterback. So, in my head, I'm thinking if I think about this logically, we could go all the way, but then I have to be realistic and the NFL just doesn't work like that. But I, I don't know. I'm just proper excited for the season. I just can't wait for it. Yeah, I bet. I bet. Uh, before we do go, I'll give you a chance just to promote yourself, like your social media or anything like that. So tell us how people can find you online. Um, oh, first of all, Andy, thank you for having me. Um, you can find me or follow me on Twitter or Instagram at Tony, T-O-N-I-A-F-O-K-E. Or you can follow the Zone LDN if you want to listen to me talk about the Broncos and Man United and any other sports. But yeah, that's 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 it really. Great stuff. And yeah, thank you for coming on. It's been a pleasure having you on for your debut on the podcast. And hopefully we'll have you on 
once again during the season where we can talk and see how your prediction is going mid midway through the season. I can't wait until we like six one and I'll, and I'll come back here saying I told you so. But <laughs> yeah, no, I I think I wouldn't mind them doing well. I'd rather them do well than the team I've I've only seen certain teams win it, and I I don't remember too well. I think that was slightly before my diehard stage when you won it. So I wouldn't mind seeing you actually win it again. I don't want to see the same teams win it year after year. So I don't want to see a Rams appearance, Buccaneers appearance. Wouldn't mind a Chiefs because I left my homes, but yeah, it'd be nice to see someone else make it all the way. Oh, well, in the words of Russell Wilson, Broncos country, let's ride. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> the amount of times I've been saying that. And awesome. it's, it's so catchy. It's, it's, it's catchy and cringy at the same time, but I love yeah. it. Yeah, it's interesting. Like, that thing, I might, I might live with him for a few years now because that was, I found it a hard watch myself, but at the same time, yeah, it's just good Broncos that he's doing it. It's like Broncos country. That's right. That's right. right. It's, it's, and it's doing so the, the hand signals as well. In the hand, yeah. I, I, it's it's just so it's it's hilarious. It, it honestly is hilarious. But that's my quarterback. So you, I, 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 <laughs> I think I've seen a few college players do it actually since. Yes, um, I saw. Um, oh, what college was it? Uh, some was it something Western? I'm not actually sure. I couldn't even work out from what you're saying what the actual team was. But I just saw a guy doing selling, selling country, let's ride. He's doing the yeah, exact yeah, same. Yeah, it was yeah. hilarious. <laughs> I like that it's become a thing now. Yeah, you'll see, like, I don't know, in a year's time, say, two are stinked to place out. Tom Brady comes into the Dolphins in a hypothetical situation. You can just see him going, Dolphins country, let's ride. Or- <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be the new thing now. And or- Russell was the pioneer for it. Yeah. Or when like Lamar Jackson signs his new deal at Baltimore, he'll go Raven flock. Let's ride. Let's <laughs> ride. Yeah, literally, everyone. Let's ride from now on. That's 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 how we gotta do it. Who's oh no, we're Orange Crush. I was gonna say who's Orange Crush, but yeah, now Broncos country. Yeah, 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 definitely. But yeah, that has been our Broncos season preview. So thank you once again, Tony. I've been Andy, and we will see you for our next season preview. <laughs>